Hi, I'm Joel Gould and welcome to a new year of NRL.com's podcast. I'm with a, a special guest, as uh, we have been for the last two years, Steve Renoff. How are you going, Steve? Yeah, good, Joel. Looking forward to the 2020 season. We can't wait for it to roll around, can we? We've, oh, we've had enough cricket. Oh, look, I tell you, it's uh, not just you and I. It's every every man in the street that you talk to, and you know they can't wait for rugby league to to get back on board. You know, get to get started. Well, what we're going to do, Steve? Um, first up, we're going to um, preview the season of the Brisbane Broncos. So we're going to just have a look at them in this podcast, and obviously Anthony Seabold's had a full pre-season with the Broncos. Uh, he didn't have it quite that last time because he he took over uh, after about a month of the preseason when when Wayne Bennett went down to South. So he's had a full preseason. He's made some big changes to the spine. <clears throat> he's gone and recruited Brody Croft from the Melbourne Storm. Anthony Milford's back at number six. Looks like Jermaine Asako's on track to play fullback, although. Um, Jack Bird's been training there, and Jake Turpin seems to have the edge on McCulloch. What do you make of these changes? Because it's a brand new spine. Whoever, whichever of those lineups, uh, permutations takes the field, it's going to be a brand new spine. Yeah, look, obviously there, you, you've got to look at the. There, there's two pivotal, pivotal um, uh, positions there, um, and one of them is a pivot. Um, obviously, they've got Brody Croft. Um, you know, we'll start with him. Um, now, all the talk is that he he'll do the job and he'll lead the team, which was absent in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, leading the team around and and when we say lead, lead by the way they play, and that's what we wanted. You know, we're, we're all calling for someone to be guiding him in the middle. Um, and Milf obviously has struggled with that over the past couple of years. So, you know, there's always that theory around. Well, if we get someone who can direct the team around, Milf can go off and do his do his thing. So. They're really hanging their, their hats on on that one um, to work this year, and I, I think the other one for me is this dilemma between the right centre, um, right with Boyd or, or Bird. Isn't um, it, isn't Katoni uh, Stadt? Oh, sorry, he's the right centre. Yeah, isn't so he? on, the, on the left side. Sorry, and so the, the dilemma doesn't matter. The, the dilemma between uh, those two, who's going to go into the centres, and um, I, I think it's. You know, to be brutally honest, I, I think it'll be a detriment to the team if they start Boyd. I, I would start with Bird, um, but um, I, I think if they're going to start with with Boyd, um, it, he really has to pull a rabbit out of the hat to keep a position in this team. Okay, well, Steve, it's it's become clear. Look, at the start of the preseason, Anthony Seabold spoke about Darius training as a wing and a centre. He did train a bit on the wing before Christmas, but the the, the noise coming out of the Broncos and from Anthony's, um, what he's said to the, to me and to other members of yeah. the media, is Darius very much has been training at left centre um, and Bird has had a bit of a go at fullback as well. So it, it looking more likely, I don't I don't think Darius Boyd's going to play on the wing. He may, um, but Coates, Xavier Coates looks to me like he's ready for that. Uh, Herbie Farmworth will also yeah. have a say and... Well, uh, Coates looks like he's going to get yeah, a crack. Yeah, well, well, definitely, and even <clears throat> deservedly so. Um, that once again, this is where having Boyd um, in and out of that starting squad is, is, to me, and I'm brutally honest here, it'll be a hindrance to this team going forward for ne- for, ne- for this year. Um, I, I just, unless he can grow an extra leg and and he's got to improve so much from last year's, um, the whole year, to be honest, um, I can't see. To me, he's going to be a, become a bit of a hindrance. 
the the other option early on in the season it would be to because Jack Bird's coming back from an ACLs to play him as a fourteen because he covers all positions yes. on the bench. Um, another thing Anthony Seabolt has done a lot so far we've seen his coaching career is he's carried a, um, a an outside a utility back that can cover every position and, and um, Bird does that Boyd, Boyd does, does also that, yeah. does that so yeah. there's a few options there for him. Um, Jermaine Asako looks like he's got the edge at fullback. He's been doing a lot of training there. Uh, I, I like the look of him there. I, I, I'd yes. like to see him um, with a bit more. I'd like to see a bit more pa- of his passing game and, and the game sense that you need as a fullback. But I guess that comes with the role, Steve. You're doing well, it for a while. Yeah, as well. Exactly. So Azako, um, you know, going back there. Oh, as you mentioned, Joel, um, with his ball playing, but I'd just love to see him with more ball in his hand. He's going to get that opportunity. We've seen him with the ball um, across, you know, his short career, and you know he's elusive and he's got some pace. And I really enjoy watching him play. And we all remember that try he scored here at Suncorp, um, you know, and against the Roosters yeah, when he really went for, pin the ears back. Oh, pin the ears back, yep. and you know, beat a thousand of them. And it was just, a, it was a really good. That was him. So he's going to get those opportunities from fullback, and I thought, um, yeah, he probably deserves the start there. Well, Jake Turpin, to me, looks like he has the edge over Andrew McCulloch. He's been a wonderful servant of the Broncos and a very good player for the Broncos, McCulloch. Um, Turpin looks like he, he is going to get the, the nod. What do you make of that? Yeah, look, I, you know, I, as I've, I've made it clear, I'm a fan of Andrew McCulloch, always have been. Um, I, I love the way he plays his game. You know, obviously he's worked great in defence. and um, But, you know, I think uh, he, he's sort of got that stage of career and he, he's got a young Turpin who's come along and hasn't done anything wrong. Um, when he's had to come in, uh, he, he's filled it admirably. He's, he's a tough player. Um, he's probably a, a little bit, which is probably to the disadvantage of, of, of Mac. He's, he's probably a bit quicker um, from from dummy half and um, you know Maccas, if anything that's there's been a, a little bit of a negative to his game he wasn't the quickest out of dummy half and I think Turpin probably brings that um, that edge we look at the Broncos forwards in, when you played for the Broncos Steve we, we could name the back line every week it was Walters oh, sorry Langer Walters and the rest <laughs> yeah. Hancock Khan yourself and yeah. you know, and it just the, the the run went on. Yes, it, it was easy to name. Now we've got a situation where the, the back line, the outside backs of the Broncos, not so easy to name for sure, but the forwards, they're they're the key, and and you can almost say Lodge, Haas, Fafida, Pangai Junior, for Hangawe, Carrigan, Flegler, um, they're, they're all going to, and and Alex Glenn obviously as the new captain. Yes. So that there's nothing to worry about there. If, if I'm a Broncos fan, I'm no. looking at the forwards. I think. We got that covered. That's that's if I'm a Broncos fan. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's an not. area. It, it's sort of like it's swung. You know, we, it was only a few years ago we were saying uh, Brisbane really need to recruit well in the forwards. You know, we lack some big solid forwards and you know these big men up front. And all of a sudden we got it. And there's but it's nearly like well, the the tag that sorry the tail has wagged and we forgot about our backs. <laughs> so it's, it sort of did a flip and. Um, you know, and, and that's when you look at like blokes like Darius who are at the end of their, their time and been a great servant. Um, but mind you, you look at that back line, and I know it's the, the names aren't big names uh, in, in that um, back line, but there's some good quicks there and some smart footy players. And, you know, but as you say, uh, our, uh, our you know, solidity is going to come around our forward pack, and we've got depth right into our, our obviously reserves with that forward pack. 
in the outside backs, it's, there is a lot of depth. That's one thing. We've got Jesse Arthurs. They, these are guys that may well, not, these are these may are not un, make un, the, untried. Really, they're still yes. Used, you know what I mean? But I'm talk, probably talking about even though these boys are only a couple of years experience in their Ford pack, but they've shown they can perform at all. You know, yes. all origin. You know, the you look at Haas and and for feeder. I mean, their origin and, and played for the country already. So, you know, they, they we know they can handle it. Exactly. It's quite phenomenal, the progress they've made. Uh, I don't see any reason why they won't continue um, to perform this year. I, I think the Broncos are very well served in the forward pack. Yes. It's as good a pack, even though it's young, it's as good a forward pack as there is in the game. Um, Alex Glenn is the new captain. Anthony Seabold said that um, you know he he loves what Alex Glenn brings to the table. He doesn't want him to change. He's uh, the same each week. He, he, he leads. He's well respected. He's relieved Darius of the captaincy. He said so Darius can focus on his game without that burden of captaincy mm. on his shoulders. So he can just worry about you know finishing his career on a high as a player. What what do you make of the Alex Glenn appointment? It, it should have happened. A couple few years ago, to be honest, and um, uh, another, he's a Bronco stalwart. Been there since he was a kid. He loves the team. He he told me that when he first came to the club, how much he loves him and his mum loved the Broncos. All he wanted to do was introduce him to his mum, and um, you know, so this kid is a is a real Bronco. And for me, he should have been there a few years ago. So don't know what happened there. Um, I reckon you know. Well done to Alex Glenn. I thought it was a great appointment because um, you won't get any more Bronco player than him. Um, and it, it will, I reckon that will help this um, end of his you know, playing career, which he's coming to, um, lift him and, you know, up, and, up a notch. And um, you'll see some good footy also from Alex Glenn. I, I think he'll, he'll take it. Hmm. Okay, a player to watch for me this year, I don't know how much NRL will get early, is Corey Pakes. I really like him. He's um, a player that can play dummy half. He's got a lovely pass. Um, he can also play in the halves. I think that's great depth for the Broncos. Um, Tom Dearden's obviously there and, as yes. still, and um, he's going to be uh, learning off Brody Croft. Well, Brody Croft's not that that old. There's a lot of pressure on Croft as he's wearing the number seven jersey. Uh, he's he's acknowledged that and said, you know, any time you wear that jersey for the Broncos, there, there is a spotlight. But he, he seems to be embracing that. And it's going to be interesting to see if he can do for Anthony Seabold what he he didn't really do for Craig Bellamy. There's a feeling of the Broncos that Croft wasn't um, it wasn't that he couldn't do it. Is that he had so many greats around him that he didn't have to do it. So that the the, the organising was done more by well, Smith yeah. and and Slater when he was there and and Munster latterly as well. So we get to see Croft with a lot more responsibilities in the leadership group. He's been given. Um, a lot of responsibility, and, and Anthony Seabold's been very um, upfront about going hard to get him. He believes in him, and he thinks he can do the business. Yeah, and, and look, you know, I think, well, good on him and good luck to him because um, it would have been hard for a young halfback coming through the system at the Storm. Um, you've virtually got uh, Cameron Smith, who's not only the captain, but he, he, he nearly doubles as the coach of that team. I mean, he runs that show, so... For a young guy to come in and not feel intimidated by that and wanting to take a bit more control as a half, which you you want your half to do, um, hopefully this is a great opportunity for him to come and show what he can do as a leader um, 
you know, for, for a team, and that's with the Broncos. When we look at where a team's going to finish in a season, Steve, you obviously, we, we predicted based on the players being available. But we, yeah. know, we know rugby league, the season, as it goes on, people unfortunately get injured and you don't have the players that you want. But if when we, when we talk about these squads, it's obviously with the view that the players are playing. Um, so I, I see this as a top four team, the Broncos. Um, I, I'm I'm yet to tip my top eight. I've, I've got them at fourth or fifth. I, I, I think they can, I think they can finish in that top half of the the eight. Though their draw is very kind, I must it is, say. Yeah, you okay. know, if you look at the draw, they're playing a lot of Thursday, Friday night games. Yep. Uh, from April to July, they don't play any any other time. Yep. Except Thursday or Friday night, they've got a, a magnificent run. They they start off two games against the Cowboys in the first five rounds. The Titans. They've also got Penrith. Uh, yep. And they have South Sydney at home in round two. I, I think the draw is kind, as, as, as you're going to get in rugby league. Um, the, the scheduling is kind. The the team looks to me like they've trained as well as I've seen them train. Yes. It's easy to say that in a, in a preseason. I, I think they can give the the title a crack uh, and and finish in the in the top half of the eight. Yeah. Look. I, yeah. Look. I've, I've said this already to to a few people, and I, for me, I just got to, and I, I really don't want to go back there. But the way they ended the season, to me, it's like a clean slate. And so, uh, for this Brisbane team uh, starting the season, where and if I had to predict that, for me, it's it's a, it's a wait and see for me because even though we know who the players are and they got there, it's still it's going to be a wait and see. How they start the season, how you know what I mean? I, I just, I just can't. I, I'd say, at the most, five. Um, I, I at at the moment, I couldn't put them in my top four uh, because you look at last season and there were your standout top four. To be honest, um, that you knew would would more than likely be in that top four. Um, so, I think Brisbane to me is a wait and see. Um, and look, yeah, I, I think they can press for the top four. Um, but you know, it won't won't be easy for them. It's a good point you make, and we can't forget that fifty-eight nil loss in to the Eels in in the first week of the finals. It was very disappointing, and it, it, Alex Glenn has said he's a great motivator. Um, oh, to yeah, make sure so it never it be, yeah. never happens again. So it's quite wise what you've said there, Steve. Um, I, I understand why you'd be waiting to yeah, see. Yeah, and uh, they certainly certainly the expectation at the Broncos and. The benchmark for the Broncos, their CEO has said this in the past, is a top four finish. Yes, and without a doubt. And, you know, you, you want to finish. I mean, it, it made it a lot easier for, for teams when it turned to the top eight. But when it, you know, when it was a top, you had to be in the top five, well, that was a real motivator for people. I mean, obviously, it meant that you worked out. And we, we worked under that system um, early early days. So, But that's how we set the standard, um, that we, we had to be in that top five. You know, had to be in the top five, Anyway, mm. to uh, get a shot at the title. So, so when it went to eight, well, you know, you can you can hang your hat on the point that oh yeah, we we made the finals again. But you always want to be in that top four, don't you? When, yep. you, when it's in the, in the eight. Okay, thanks very much, Steve. We we had a good look at the Broncos there. We, we'll be um, looking at some other clubs in the coming days and uh, going over what what lies in store for them. Yep. No worries. Thanks, John.